So I'm going to start by reading Hebrews 11, but not all of it. So I'm going to jump verses, but sort of uh, you'll get the gist. So Hebrews 11. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be ill-treated along with the people of God, rather than enjoy the pleasures, the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released, so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, they were sawn in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and ill-treated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us they would be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So today, as you know, we've been sort of, uh, well, not today, but sort of for the past two weeks, we've been looking at the in-between space. So that's the space where sort of we've left something that we were sure of. So in the case we looked at, it was Israel left Egypt and went, they thought, to the promised land, but they didn't get there for nearly 40 years So they were in the in-between space. And for all of us at times, we're going to find ourselves in the in-between space. That's a space where sort of you used to feel comfortable. It might have been a job that you knew really well, and then you have to leave your job and go somewhere else. 
It might be your home. You might have had to leave and go to a different place. It might be sort of your health might have changed. You might have been really strong and healthy and something might have happened and then you find yourself sort of in the in-between space. And it's not a pleasant place, the in-between space. It's a space where we feel uncomfortable. It's a space where we might feel insecure. It's a space where we get anxious. It might be a space where you're fearful. And sort of that space is a space where sort of we really cry out about it. It's like, I don't want to be there. You want to feel comfortable. But I find for me particularly, sort of the in-between space is a space where sort of you can't, where you're not in control. You can't control the situation. You can't sort of change it yourself. And yet, if we're honest, how many of us want to be in control of our lives? Because that's what we want to do, don't we? We want to be able to control the situation. I want to know that if I do that, that will happen. I want to know that I can trust that thing. But yet, so often, we can't. We can't always change things. We can't always be in control. But we want to be. We want to be independent. We want to manage things. And it doesn't have to be big things that cause us to be in the in-between space. It doesn't have to be big things that change, that make us anxious. So for me, one of the biggies is being a passenger in a car. So I prefer, although I don't like driving, I prefer to be the driver. (laughs) And so it's like, what? why is that? Why does that cause me to be anxious? So I'm not in control. I've got to depend on somebody else. And that's sort of one of the things that is the big, big thing, sort of our independence. And sort of that's why I believe, because we're talking about what we can learn in the in-between space, not what it does to us, what we can learn. And sort of what we can learn in the in-between space is not to be dependent on ourselves. Because we're all such capable people. We're able to do so much for ourselves. So if we look around us, we can sort of manage to live well. So if we've got food on the table most of the time, you can turn on a tap and you've got water. So if we've got so much, even with our sort of worship of God, sometimes it's all us, isn't it? You know, so we're able to do it. So if you know we'll come to church, that's fine. You know, sort of we'll read our Bible, that's fine. But sometimes we just miss out on sort of the power of God in it all. Sort of because we're doing it. We're sort of making that effort. And it's good to make the effort. I'm not saying we don't make the effort. But sort of we've got to have our lives based so much sort of on God. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to be sort of children. We keep hearing, don't we, about sort of, Jesus says, be like little children. And we think, oh, no, you know, sort of, we've got to be sensible and grow up. And God's not telling us to be childish. He's saying, be like a child. So you only have to look at children you know are your own children. Sort of, when they're little, what do they do? They depend on you for everything. Absolutely everything. The roof over the head. The food in the tummy, 
sort of comfort, sort of security, sort of everything. That's what children depend on the parents for. And that's what God's saying to us. He wants us to be totally dependent on him. We are God's children. But, you know, we're so capable. But that's not the point. The point is he wants us to be dependent on him. It's so easy for us, you see, when sort of uh, things are going well, to be dependent on ourselves. Because sort of we can do things. But that's the whole point, I think, sometimes of why we find ourselves in the in-between space. Because God, out of his love and mercy, puts us in positions that we can't deal with on our own. Because if we could deal with everything on our own all the time, we wouldn't grow in dependence on him. We wouldn't grow in trust. We wouldn't grow in faith. And it's often in the hard times that that is where we learn to become dependent. That is where we can learn to trust. That is where we can learn to have faith. You know, we've all asked God sometimes, haven't we? Why did you put me in this situation? Why did you let that happen to me? It's not fair. I didn't do anything to deserve it. And you know, and sometimes that actually might be true. But sometimes it might not be true as well. You know, sometimes we are in situations because we haven't listened to God. And we have done things our own way. So like the Israelites when they came out of Egypt, God brought them out of Egypt. He did. But why did they spend 40 years in the desert? Because God was just making them do that? No. Because they did things their own way. They didn't listen to God. And you know, there might be sort of situations in your own life where you feel you're in that in-between. Things aren't quite right. Your health isn't quite right because of what you've been doing with your body. So, oh, it might be that sort of your finances aren't quite right because you've overspent in the first place. So although we can always learn in the in-between, whether it's because of what we've done or what God is just putting us in, we always need to come to the Father and say, why am I in the in-between at this time? Is it something that you want to change sort of in me? Or is it something that we're just walking through together that sort of you want me to learn sort of because you've put me here in the in-between space? So I really believe that sort of as well as leaning on God and depending on him, sort of we can also in this in-between space not only learn dependence on him, but sort of learn faith. And sort of what is faith? Sort of uh, I have um, a little thing that I learned as a child, which was sort of faith is forsaking all, I trust him. And that's sort of like, well, you know, what does that mean? Well, sort of basically no matter what circumstances come up against you, sort of it's putting those to one side and saying, Regardless of that, I am going to trust God. I'm going to trust him regardless. You know, faith 
we're told in the Bible is the substance of things hoped for, the assurance of things not seen. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is an action. So if we're to act on faith, but how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So unless we hear what God has to say to us, we can't have faith. We've got to sort of know what he's saying. You know, so we really do need to hear God. And then we've got to put what we hear in action. So Jesus told a story which you all probably know, the parable of the wise and the foolish man. So the wise man built his house on the rock. And the rain came and the floods came and the house on the rock stood firm. And then the foolish man built his on the sand and the rain came and the floods came. So it came on both, but that fell flat. And Jesus said what the wise man had done wasn't just that he'd heard Jesus' words, but he'd acted on them. And that's what it's about. It's not just hearing what God says. It's actually doing what he says. Faith is hearing and doing. So like I said before, sort of forsaking all, I trust him, is a really easy thing to look at because sort of then you're basically trusting God in an action. So he tells you something and you trust him and you do it. So no matter what difficulties come, we are to trust him completely. This means we believe and act on what God tells us more than what we experience. So sometimes we might experience something and it's contrary to what God said. The experience is rubbish. What God says is true. The Bible puts it like this in Romans 3, 4. Let God be true and every man a liar. When push comes to shove, whatever you experience, whatever you know, if it doesn't stand up with who God is, that's the lie. God is true. God is always true. God is just. God is always just. God is loving. God is always loving. God is good. God is always good. And so we see that sort of there in the acts of, say, like Abraham, when he was asked to put his son on the altar, he knew his God. He knew God was good. And although, and he knew God was kept his word. And God had told Abraham that through his son, there would be a great nation. And yet he was asked to put him on an altar as a sacrifice. So then he went to do that. But God sort of provided the sacrifice. But that's it, you see, it's that sort of obedience to what God says and just keeping going even when it's tough. And so that's what Abraham did. And so all those people that we read about in Hebrews, they didn't even receive what was promised. They were going through the in-between all the lives, but they carried on. And on your table, I've just put you some questions and I'd like to spend 10 minutes with you just talking about those questions. And they basically sort of, who do you trust? Why do you trust them? 
and how does your trust grow? And the last one is sort of do you trust God? But sort of uh, we'll sort of get to that. So just ask yourselves those questions and talk about it for a while and then sort of we'll come back to you in a minute. Okay, guys, I don't know if you've uh, managed to get through some of those questions. So, yeah, who do you trust? I wonder if sort of ask hands to go up, sort of who trusts everybody completely? So we've got one person that trusts everybody, and who trusts nobody? Some, we've got somebody who so we've got one that trusts everybody, one that trusts nobody, and who trusts some people some of the time. Okay, so a lot of us are sort of um, trust some of the people some of the time. But how and why do we do that? So often we were talking on our table trust either grows or gets broken. And so people can break our trust and then we think twice about sort of trusting them again. Others sort of reinforce our trust and therefore we trust them even more. So we get to know who to trust by spending time with them. And the same exactly applies to God. If we don't spend time with him, we're not going to know his character. The more time we spend with him, the more we know about his character and trust grows. Daniel 11 verse 32 says this, those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. We've got to know our God before we're going to really be strong and do great exploits. So to put it simply, faith grows in circumstances we can't control. And if we trust and depend on God and take him at his word, then that faith will grow step by step by step. Faith doesn't depend on your strength and your abilities. Or your power. Faith all depends on God. It's just that complete and utter trust in God. In Revelation 3, God spoke to a church in Philadelphia. It was the only church he didn't tell off for doing something wrong. And he said to them that they had little strength. And although their strength was small, what they did with their little strength was kept his word and didn't deny his name. And whether you feel strong or weak, that's all God's asking of you. To keep his word, to not deny his name, and to trust him in whatever circumstance you find yourself in. So no matter how long we may be in the in-between, it may be a long time. And given the current sort of uh, 
crises around the world, you might think we might never get out of this in-between, financial, wars, climate change. We can be in a place of uncertainty, but in that place of uncertainty, if we trust God, if we have faith, we will know peace, rest, joy, provision and hope. It's his word we've got to trust. It's him we've got to trust no matter what. So in other words, whatever happens, forsaking all, I will trust him. There's an old song which I don't think we're actually going to sing, but uh, it's just called Trust and Obey. So there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And if there's one thing that we remember this morning, that that's what it's about. It's trusting Jesus, it's trusting the Father and doing what he says. It's not about anything fancy, it's not about anything complicated. But sort of when you're in the in-between and when things get really tough, as we sang, sort of turn your eyes on Jesus, keep your eyes focused on him. Keep your trust there, because through that, you will find peace in the difficult places. You will find joy in the places of difficulty, and you will always have sort of hope, and you'll always know you're never alone, because that's what God's promised us. We're not in this on our own. He's with us every step of the way.